0: the Diving Pod. I'm Mark Seguin, a high school swim coach for the Orino Girls Swim and Dive Program and the Delano Watertown Mayor Boys Swim and Dive Program and operator of Minnesota Swim and Vibe. And I'm Heath
1: Calhoun.
2: And I'm Aaron Rooney. And as you all know, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout, the best video replay in the business. Is their poolside live? Make sure you get over there and get hooked up with that video replay system. Uh, it's incredibly easy to use as we have mentioned many different times with an apple remote apple tv just honing in on those key details of the dives that you need to do um and then also we've been told our diving 101 that is episode two of the diving pod if you're new to diving or want a refresher of how the numbers and letters work we've been told that's very very beneficial um from the parents perspective so i'm sure mark uh, will pass that information on to some of his parents as well because it's just very helpful it's it's a
1: confusing sport if you don't know how the
2: points work.
1: And then our newest uh, sponsor is Crossbar. You can go to divingpod.com and you can go ahead and check out some of the website. We have some articles written. Um, we post like who we interview each week. Uh, the exciting piece is going to be, we're going to start advertising and marketing for our first ever dive pod clinic. It's going to take place at Clarion on June 7th through the 9th. That's June 7, 8, and nine. Uh, We're going to have all of the information there. We're going to run the sign up right through the website. Um, Upon signing up, you'll get an email that goes back to you with all of the hotel information that we have hotel blocks for. Um, It's going to be our first attempt at this style of clinic. So hopefully we'll see you all there and make it a successful one and we can grow it from there. Uh, But without further ado, we're going to jump right in here, Mark. Go ahead and just give us a book, movie, and TV show recommendation for our listeners.
0: Um, That's a good question. Not big reader um but i do watch a lot of tv and movies i just finished up watching uh Reacher on amazon prime yes. uh, outstanding series so good. Uh, so good i love the main character uh tom cruise did a good job playing it in movies but uh the tv show's way better yeah uh, outstanding watch you can digest it really quickly and, and it's entertaining
1: yeah like that one too what about a movie
0: Boy, movie. Uh, I just watched Rebel Moon. I'm a big sci-fi guy. Uh, okay. Not, not surprising with my nerdery. But uh, yeah, Rebel Moon on Netflix. Really good Star okay. Wars vibe to it. I'll Have to check that out.
2: Yep. Sweet. All right. So now we're going to keep the rapid fire going. How about a favorite food, music, and then a fun fact that some may
0: not know? Uh, so I'm a swimmer. So favorite food is anything. Um, it, comes in <laughs> buf- it comes in buffet style usually is better. Uh, It doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, Music, again, pretty much anything. Um, No more Taylor Swift right now. I'm still reeling from that, from girl season. Uh, uh, I think she's a fantastic artist, but just a little uh, overload on that. Uh, Fun fact about many know. Many people uh, remember me or know me from swimming in the state of Minnesota from my days at Minnetonka or St. Olaf College, also in Minnesota. But I originally started swimming in Indiana as a (laughs) young lad. Um, and actually didn't learn how to swim until I was 11 years old.
1: Oh, dang. Wow.
0: Yeah. I was definitely scared of the water until uh, we got a pool in the backyard. Uh, and I kind of figured some stuff out of my own. Look at you now. Look (laughs) at me now. (laughs) All right, Mark. So, uh, full disclosure,
1: I didn't know a whole lot about you, but Rooney speaks glowingly of you. So just kind of talk to us, let us lead us through your coaching journey and how you kind of got to where you are right now and what you're doing for the sport.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I swam in high school locally, like I said, at Minnetonka and at the college level at St. Olaf. And then uh, as I graduated, I just said, you know, I have to put swimming behind me. It's uh, kind of a something you do when you're in school, but now it's done. I got to go do real grown up stuff, uh, get jobs, things like that, uh, which I did. Um, but then as kind of life progressed, I had children and they started getting into swimming and I started getting back around the sport and I realized, man, I miss this. I miss everything about it. Um, And I started thinking back that some of the best parts of me came from what that sport gave me. Uh, There was an opportunity to help out doing some coaching at a club level here in Delano with Velocity Aquatics. So I did that for a couple of years. Uh, And then the high school coaching uh, position opened up for the boys uh, for Delano, Watertown Mayor. So I took that and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I added the Orono girls a few years later because I guess I just couldn't get enough. Uh, And then this uh, spring, for the last spring of 2023 i started minnesota swimming vibe which is a website dedicated to all things swimming uh in the state of minnesota very cool very cool yeah we. Lo- so
2: i had a, a quick little follow-up uh, yeah. we ask diving coaches all the time but it's interesting to hear from a swimming perspective what is your preference on coaching the girls or the boys and what are the
0: differences and why i think they both have their uh differences um but i love them both um Uh, I I think the girls at the high school level tend to be a little more mature and um, process information and direction and instruction a little easier uh, than the boys do at that age. Um, But sometimes that's almost to a detriment. It's too much. They overthink things. Um, While the boys uh, tend to be a little more on the reckless side, which also (laughs) has its drawbacks, but uh, I love them both. I really do. Um, They're different, but at the same time, equal love for both. Yeah, I've I've noticed that I have to um kind of
2: explain things in more detail with the girls, just as what yep. you were saying. You know, you have to really, you know, get in their brains with them and help them through whatever's going on, where the boys just like, ah, eh, let's just try to do this, see if it works. Yep. And <laughs> a lot yep. of times that uh, that crash course it it does end up working for the boys and not so much for the girls. You got it. Yep. Um, so I'm really curious what prompted you to start MN Swim and Vibe and just Take our listeners through what the website is and does
0: all-encompassing. Sure. Um, As I got more into coaching and more involved in the sport, I started feeling that there was a gap out there. Um, And it was really hard for me to put my finger on exactly what that gap was, but the more I kind of thought about it and processed it, it was about 30 years ago, or maybe more, I don't know how long ago I was in the sport, everything felt really connected. Uh, The teams felt connected, the segments between high school and college and club all felt connected, Uh, and it felt disconnected to me um, nowadays, which was really interesting because we have so much technology these days to connect us, yet we find ourselves more disconnected. Uh, And whatever was out there that kind of helped promote the sport was really only at the elite athlete level. You know, you knew the two or three great kids that were doing great things, uh, and below that, there was nothing. Uh, And to me, in my memories of the sport, that's where the really, really good stuff was, right? It wasn't necessarily someone making an Olympic trials cut. It was some kid on some small team that worked his butt off for three years and finally broke a minute in his 100 freestyle. (laughs) That was the good stuff, right? Or the coach who'd been, you know, never won a state championship, never even came close, but he's been coaching this program for 30 years uh, and has put, You know hundreds and hundreds of kids out in this world that are prepared for it because he invested his time in their development like that's the stuff uh and that was missing so minnesota summit vibe was an attempt to build a website where i could collect and curate information that really showed every aspect of the sport for those that cared about it and make it easily digestible for our kids through social media uh, and athletes through coaches um through the website itself, and really trying to bring everyone back together to a common uh, foundation of what swimming really is and what it means to this state, and hopefully going from there. And the, it, the, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, it really sounds like your idea for the website was the same idea Aaron had for the podcast. You just chose a different media direction, a different uh, like line of communication with people. Right. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, we do a podcast too. I, it's not quite as oh, cool. polished okay. as you guys are, but, um, and it takes time. Uh, so it's kind of a, a, a tactic we haven't leveraged to its full extent yet, but it's there. We get engagement on it. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, we lean more towards social media.
2: Nice. What I would really encourage everybody to do is go over to MN Swim and Vibe. That's V-I-B-E. Um, and just check out the website. So Mark, and do you have to have a
0: team behind you? It's not just you, right? You know, I would say it's community source. I don't necessarily have a dedicated team. But the beauty of a community and a strong community is that if people just contribute a little bit, you have a lot of people in that community, it ends up being a lot of stuff. My role yeah. ends up being more around curation uh, and presentation and not creation of the yeah. content. Uh, And we've done really well. I have to say the high school coaches in the state have stepped up huge, both on the girls' side and the boys' side, um, to provide information, to provide feedback, to provide meet results, all sorts of things that help us kind of create the core of our high school coverage. And it's been phenomenal.
2: Yeah. So what my
0: favorite thing is, is there's a
2: database of times and specifically diving scores. So I got to poke at Mark just a little bit here. I used to do this just like on my own, really to just gain a leg up on my fellow competitors, my fellow coaches, like my greatest, one of my greatest strengths, I would say is my ability to prepare my kids for who's out there, what's going to happen and what they're going to see at the state meet. And so it would take me a good, you know, at least hour, maybe two hours, you know, throughout the season of researching who's scoring what what meet they did it at, if it was a dual meet or if it was a championship meet and figuring out, you know, who's on the panel. And, you know, I would just get so far into the weeds on, okay, here's how I think this state meet is going to shake out because I've done all of the homework that I possibly can. So then Mark comes along with this website and I click one button and I categorize you know, the top scores in both single A and double A for 11 dive meets. And it's like, boom, it's done. So I did, uh, I did send Mark a, a little email saying, Hey man, thanks for, you know, tapering down my learning curve and, and my research time, but also dang it. Now everybody else has all the same information and there's, there's no way that I can play the, uh, the more prepared card. Cause it's all out there, man. But it is so, 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 so beneficial.
0: Thank you. And I think, you know, you add the other piece of it is, is knowing the kids, right? It's not just a score. You got to know the kids and what they're doing. And that takes knowing other diving coaches and building a strong network and sharing that information because numbers are numbers when it comes down to it, especially in diving. Yeah. You got to know the kids, Um, but that's great. I'm glad I could help a little bit and help other diving coaches too. And that is
2: super understated as knowing the kids and the coaches right you could see you know a a fantastic score come through for a dual meet but then at the same time okay where where is that meet being held was it a home meet was it senior night you know sometimes we as coaches on the judging panel um, get a little emotional and we want those kids to do super well so if you see a really big score it's like okay I understand why it's so big, but I also know this kid and and it's going to be a little more, I would say, realistic at that state meet with a neutral seven judge panel. So I totally agree. It's fun to see um, just all the scores, but then also know some of the names as well. Absolutely.
1: Well, also, like one of the reasons that like sticks out to me to utilize this website as a college coach. Sounds like you put all of the recruits that I would want to look at in one location versus yeah. it was a pain in the butt to like go to like Minnesota high school athletics and find it all where like now I can just go straight to that and be like, Oh, cool, like Mark did all the hard work for me. Now it's I just awesome. make sure they're now I just have to make sure they're seniors and juniors and let's get to work. Um,
0: right. And that's a community win win, right? It helps yeah. the high school kids in the state get recruited. It also yep. helps the colleges in our state, uh figure out who they should recruit and colleges outside of the state who they should recruit
1: because yep. well, there's you, plenty you, of great
0: kids out there.
1: Yeah. Well, you said it like it's a win-win. Like once you get it going in one direction in terms of aggregating all of that information together, you just become the place where everybody's going to go look to for all that information, which is what you want, which is awesome. So um, yeah, I love Love that. That's freaking awesome. So, all right, Mark, hit us with something you're passionate about outside of swimming.
0: Diving. no, no uh, I am very passionate about diving the more I learn the more excited I am about diving Um, just watching the development of like teenage kids and understanding that like what I went through is so different from what they go through today Uh, and and a lot of that has to do with um, how visible their lives are to everyone um, and how easily they can kind of get poked at through social media I just find that whole thing fascinating on how kids almost have to curate a brand at age like 14 uh, Mm -hmm. when I basically was like barely could dress myself at 14, right? I was a low functioning, um, basically teenage boy. That's all I was. And uh, I find that fascinating. So I like to watch that a lot and uh, try to understand how I can best support that, even though I can't quite empathize with it.
2: Yeah, it's that's super true. And, And even, I mean, my uh my divers on my team they've created these instagram accounts that are just specifically their dives right so they have two instagram accounts and you know it has their graduation year and all their their dives or some of their dives that they want to highlight and what we've been told and what we're seeing in the social media world is that is very beneficial from a coach perspective because you know you can go onto their personal instagram and, and see what they're all about and i'm sure that is one of the avenues that coaches look at but it's also a benefit to have all your dives in one spot and that yeah, is yeah. why it was created and it's it's kind of changed i suppose i can't speak but I'm, I'm i'm sure for heath it's changed a little bit of how you recruit you can see their videos right there just go look
1: yeah awesome. it yeah i mean it's definitely changed in my opinion it's changed recruiting like for someone in at the d2 level i would venture to say for mid-majors like It used to be websites such as Be Recruited, um, which is no longer a thing. They were bought out by NCSA and NCSA. And now, like, I'll still use that NCSA.com, which just for all of the listeners, don't pay them any money. (laughs) Diving, like, they're going to call you. They're going to ask you to pay money. We'll highlight your thing. No, coaches will still find you. Don't pay them any money. But, like, I still use that site, but it's Instagram. Like, I found my one male diver um, on Instagram and he's doing awesome for us. Like, I think it's, it's become that. And, and it's more like learning how, the proper search terms to use to find the right kids, um, which, which is super interesting. And, and it's a challenge, but when you fall down the rabbit hole, it's pretty fun. Like then you're yeah. suggests, but it's also weird. Cause like I get on Instagram to check and see like how are my friends and family doing. And then it's like suggested Aaron Rooney, 2026 diver. And it's like, well, I can't yeah. recruit you yet. So you're, getting suggested a sophomore in high school, which is just weird to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: totally.
2: All right. So Mark, what can we do to strengthen the relationship between swimming and diving? And then to you specifically, why is diving
0: important for you and your team? Yeah. I mean, so the first thing as a swim coach in high school, in college, obviously not relevant to club swimming, I think you have to acknowledge the fact that having a strong team built around swimming and diving is a benefit, and I believe that. Um, I am someone that was brought up in the sports world as there is a lot of power in a team, and that team is more powerful the more people that are a part of it and are driving towards the same objectives, right? So it's easy and convenient sometimes to say, diving's a different sport. I don't even know why we have it, right? All they do is take up our pool space. It's three people. And when you get to the college level, it goes as far as you only being counted as a third of a person, right? That's harsh. Uh, Even though I use that line sometimes on my diving coaches, um, it's not right. It's not right. These kids work just as hard as the swim side does. It's a different sport. I will give you that, but it requires the same mental toughness. It requires the same preparation. It requires the same sport. It requires a similar type of coaching. It's all the same stuff and you're on the same team working together. So by creating that team holistically, a swim and dive team, not a swim team and a dive team, that just makes you all stronger and there's value in that. Uh, So that's kind of where I start. as a head coach, if you don't believe that, then I guess there's not much I can do to convince you otherwise. But I'm telling you, I've seen it. I feel it. um, And it's the way to go for me. Um, how then do you build that, I think, is the next question. Um, One, I think you as a head coach need to realize that you are the head coach of swimming and diving, not just the swimming. You have to take a vested interest in understanding that sport. You may have a diving coach that does the day-to-day stuff, but you essentially uh, are in charge of that sport as well and setting them up for as much success as possible. Um, That's part of it. Uh, Hire a diving coach that, cares about the kids and shares the same philosophy that you do in coaching. It doesn't have to be exact, um, but it has to be similar. I think you have to have the same overarching principles uh, around athlete development. Don't just hire someone that used to dive in high school because you're looking for a diving coach and you'll take the first warm body. Invest in the kids like you would another swim coach or anything like that. I think that's crucial. Um, Making sure you have pool time together. Right, It gets really difficult when you're dealing with a pool where the diving boards are at the end and you have to operate either swimming practice and diving practice at a different time to maximize your pool space, or you have to lose a lane so the divers can dive, right? Find a way to have shared pool time, even if it's a day or two a week where everyone's together and doing kind of the similar thing as a unit. That's a super important way. Um, And then the extracurricular stuff. I think it's important to make sure that the divers and swimmers all participate in it together. It's not just a swimming function, uh, a swimming, you know, carbo load or whatever you do. Uh, the divers should be a part of that too. I guess one other thing, now that I'm thinking about it is is uh, how do I phrase it? Um, so as divers, you've probably sat through a ton of swim meets watching swimming. Maybe if you're lucky, they let you hold a stopwatch, right? <laughs> But that's the expectation. You guys will be there at the beginning of the meet. You'll do your warm-up. We'll do our warm-up. You watch three events. You do your thing, then you stick around to the end of the meet and it's over. Yeah. What if it what if it was reversed? What if diving was the dominant sport, right? Where there was like we all show up and then it's diving and then we take a little break. Some people do some swim stuff and then there's more and more diving. Now, how would you feel as a swimmer about that? Would you love being kind of the second one? Probably not. Find a way your swimmers to be engaged during the diving portion of a meet and if it's a championship style meet or an invite find a way they can be a part of that too right yeah and, and people yeah. people don't like to do that yeah but yet the divers have to do it all the time whereas yeah. have some parity there right have some consistency on how, what you expect out of your swimmers when it comes to your divers and divers with your swimmers sure. uh if it's even it goes a long way I know one of the things that I've consistently done, which other teams don't, and, and, and sometimes I get mocked for it, is for our true team meets. Diving is in the morning. Swimming is in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I bring the whole crew in the morning, and our swimmers sit up in the stands, and they cheer throughout the entire diving thing. Um, and when they're done, that's great. Then the divers stick around for the swim, and we all go home together. Yeah, There's value in that. For sure. I think that is something that's very
2: understated. We do that as well here uh, in Alexandria, just support your teammates. And that's as simple as it gets, you know, in practice, I I sometimes like to put extra pressure on the divers. If they're doing a new dive or it's a big dive or something that we've been working on, I'll ask the swim coach to say, Hey, can I, can I stop every swimmer at the wall? Just, just so they can watch one dive. You got it. The diver gets that, you know, quote unquote meat pressure pressure the the pool is quiet all your teammates are watching you and you do this dive and whether you crash and burn or you nail it your whole team's gonna have either a good laugh or they're gonna cheer like crazy because they can see you working hard and then it just inspires them to do the same but you nailed it with the meets you know it's really hard in high school for these championship meets to prioritize staying together as a team because the schedules are so different. You know, a lot of times the divers are diving in the morning and it's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sometimes if it's a crazy long meet and then the swimming starts. It's very easy. It's very convenient to say, you know what, divers, you show up early. We'll go home. Swimmers, you show up late. Then you guys do your thing. But prioritizing being there for each other, being there yep. watching your teammates, I mean, it's 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 very, very understated.
0: Absolutely. And I also think head coaches need to understand the sport of diving, Right the whole number system and, and what makes diving uh, a dive good and not so good, you should at least understand the basics, right? Yeah. Like I don't know the details of it all. And when push comes to shove, I'll walk over to the diving well during practice and just say dive better. Um, but um, yeah, I, I know what a 403C is, right? Yeah. I get that. I know that's an inward one and a half. And I know that's yeah. a difficult dive for some people. And I know the general progression kids go through learning new dives. And you're right. We do the same thing in practice where if we got someone working on a new dive and they're going to try it for the first time out of belt, we pull the whole squad over around the diving well. And when they that's hit cool. it, we do, we do the big mosh pit, right? Everyone has to jump in. <laughs> I, I, I jump in too. Uh, that's awesome. We, we just have it, right? Because that's important.
1: Like swimmers awesome. want
0: nothing to do with the pain that the divers go through on a bad dive. We don't want anything to do with it. You could give me 10,000 yards of agony. I'll take that dull aching pain, but one smack, I'm out. <laughs> That's all
1: right. That's all right. The divers don't want anything to do with yeah. that yardage. So yeah,
2: 10,000, that sounds
0: horrible. <laughs> I know. So I think really you have to commit to building a strong, cohesive yeah. swimming and diving team. That's up to the head coach, in my opinion. Um yeah. I think the diving coach has to be receptive to that. Most diving yeah. coaches are. Um, you know, the ones I talk to you like working with me because I put a lot of emphasis on they're equal. Yeah. You just, you know, cool. I'll support you however you want. You do the diving expertise stuff. We operate under the same team umbrella. Um, and let's support each other because we're always better together.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mark, what does success mean to you?
0: Boy, you know, um, I got asked this question in my first interview as a swim coach is what's, what's my success metric. Uh, and I don't know if I was feeling extra pithy that day, but I said, funeral count. Um, and that's how many people show up to my funeral that I coached. Right. Sure. Like, All right. All I, right. I probably won't get a good measure on that because I'll be <laughs> occupied. at the time. <laughs> But, but honestly, it was right after my high school coach had passed away. Um, mm. And I was amazed that there was 300 like swimmers from over wow. like two decades, all of wow. this funeral. And I'm like, God, if I can get 50, right. That would be a good coaching career. I can't get 300. There's just no way. Um, if I get 50. So I started thinking in my head, like, really is that the ultimate measure of success in the sport? And I think it is. I wish I yeah. could see it, right. but I won't, but that's kind of it. Right. Like, after 20 30 years of their life going on and they find out you're no longer with them, they stop by to say, thanks, coach. Yeah. That's the success metric I'll shoot for. Um if I'll ever get to see it. Who knows? That's cool. But if man. you're if you're there and I hit 50, just jot something down on the headstone for me so I can <laughs> you be did aware it. He, yeah. success. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. That's a yeah I, I actually really like that answer. I mean a little morbid but at the same time it, it's know. very, very nice.
0: Yeah, kind of feels right to me, even though it's yeah. slightly morbid.
2: Yep. No, no, it's all good. All right. So what are some areas you think high school diving can do to improve?
0: Um, boy, I think developing coaches is one. Um, creating a stronger network out there yeah. so we can get more people in the sport. Like I mm-hmm. talked about earlier, just the warm body that used to dive in high school doesn't cut it for me. Uh, I am very, very picky on who I work with, and I work really hard to get the people that I want to work with that understand my philosophy and, and will work with their kids in the same way, right? And I ended up with a bunch of people that, that you guys know, uh, believe it or not, right? The Nate Brizleys, the Brett Beechers, the Nate Jimmersons, like they're good people. They're amazing yeah. coaches. Um, and they could go anywhere and do anything in the sport of diving, but they want to work at the high school level because that's kind of where we all do really well. Mm. Um, so I think that's one, build a network, uh, collaborate right? There's no secret sauce in coaching high school. We have no trade secrets. Share everything you know with everybody and ask questions that you want answers to to everybody. Don't be afraid to build those relationships because that makes all the coaches stronger, right? And do what you're doing. Get the word out, right? Show how big the sport can be. Now, from a logistical level, I hate that there's only 36 dives that you get per team. So I oh yeah, eight, for for yeah. a dual meet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For if I if I have eight divers, I gotta sit two or split those remaining, uh, eighteen dives between four or five kids. Don't like that. That's prohibitive. Yeah. Um. I get it, but there's ways you just gotta find to get around that. But that's yeah. kind of my thoughts on growing diving in the state.
2: A lot I of club times, clubs. with with that um that thirty six dive limit, if if I know a team is bigger than mine, or if I have a a fairly big team. The coaches will sit down and we'll just say, "Hey, thirty-six dives per team, right? That's seventy-two for the two yep. teams." Sometimes I'll just say, "You know, I only have four kids. I know you have, you know, eight. I'll I'll donate two of my spots to you." Nice. Yep. So it, we we always find a way, even though it's technically not in the rule book, yep. but um, you know, we 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 always do our best to make sure the kids are being showcased. And like you okay. said, if you got to you got to sit somebody just because that's the rules. It's prohibitive. Prohibitive. It is. Absolutely. Cool. All right. We'll get into our signature questions now. All right. Uh, Mark, w- we do not treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like an opportunity for growth. So, from that perspective, what would you say has been like one of your favorite failures in your life?
0: Oh, my God. The list is so long. <laughs> I and mean, I'm the same way, right? I would rather fail at something repeatedly and finally get there than have something uh, easily handed to me. Uh, so I don't know if I could pick a favorite failure. Um, I don't know. There's so many, I'd say failure is the greatest thing in the world. Uh, not trying because you're scared to fail is probably my, my mortal enemy. Um, Mm. and just teaching kids that I think is the greatest thing. Yeah. All right. So what are you personally doing to improve? Um, you know, one of my areas that I'm always trying to improve on, and I swear I'll just kind of mature one of these days is my patience, right? I have a limited amount of patience. I can't help it. That's kind of who I am. Um, I have an assistant coach who is my balance to my pool deck life, who provides me with that patience and reminds me of that patience. So I try to surround my people with much more people, surround myself with people who are much more patient than me to hopefully learn there. I'm getting there. By the time I'm 60 or 75, I might be of normal patience. But yeah, (laughs) I, I try to work on that
2: that's that's kind of the opposite of like the normal human trajectory once you're 60 75 somewhere up there it just seems like you have that right to just care a lot less and say yeah. whatever you want so you're, you're you're trying to fight the natural here i am benjamin button basically i go backwards <laughs> very good all right in the sport of swimming what is your why why do you love
0: it so much boy that's a good one um Because it just develops so many good qualities in people. It teaches you time management. It teaches you patience for most people. Uh, It teaches you how to deal with failure because you fail most of the time, right? It's not a high success. When you get to college, you get a best time once a year. The rest of the time, you're just trying to slog to get close to that. Um, It teaches you relationships. It teaches you uh, how to... Um set goals. There's just so much the sport can teach you. Um, and I know all sports can do it, but boy, in swimming, it's just front and center all the time. Yep. So that's the why. And I like to be a part of people's development in those skills because they're lifelong skills.
2: Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. Finally,
0: what is your spirit animal? Oh, that's easy. Goat. I eat everything and I have a hard head.
2: <laughs> a goat.
0: I we haven't heard that one. That's one. It really is. I think I've been compared to a goat often. Um, nice one through my appetite and then like I said I do have a very hard head
2: nice so this one isn't
0: on there but um Olympics coming up are you excited for Paris I am I am I'm actually more excited for Olympic trials because I know we have a lot of swimmers in the state that are going to be there um Mm -hmm. uh, and following kind of what they do there some have been there before kind of in their introductory in 2021 and now they're kind of going back to see if they can maybe make a top eight or you know finals things like that so I love trials uh I love that it's in an indie I wish it was in the old Nat, but it's obviously in some sort of football field because it's a spectacle now but I am excited for Paris too right I I can think of um two of my greatest moments of watching swimming that uh wasn't me on the deck uh was the uh Jason Lezak Yes. relay win yeah it's yes. right? yes. like i can picture myself jumping on the couch screaming at the tv and everyone wondering yes. what's wrong with me me uh, too and, and then bobby pinky coming back in 21 on the mile on the last 50 and, and just realizing that he was going to come back and win that thing again screaming jumping on the couch uh <laughs> you know i love that stuff and and that's obviously an elite level swimming but it's so cool to see that
2: were you uh were you able to catch any of the ncaa
0: meet at u of m last year yeah Absolutely. You did, yeah. yeah.
2: We so we were there, and I just, still to this day, like I get to say that I got to watch Leon Marchand swim. Yeah, wasn't that amazing?
0: Oh my gosh!
2: Every time he was in the water, I'm like, man, I just, I you can't take your eyes off him. He's so dang good.
0: Even the last time it was there when uh, Caleb Dressel's final year and he went the 1750 free. I was down at Rochester to beat, but I was like glued to like beat mobile uh, yep. watching like every time come in and everyone, we'd all stop and we'd look, oh my God, he just did this. And yeah, outstanding stuff. So cool. All I right. Know the, so- the diving board for NCAs this year uh, was donated, borrowed from Minnetonka, I believe. Yes, nice. I remember
2: that. Cause yes, there was a crack in the one. That's right.
0: Yeah, I went into a master's practice one morning. I'm like, someone stole your diving board. They're like, oh, it's at the U for NCA. I'm like, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. like, I didn't know you could just do that, but sure. <laughs> they probably need it a little more right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. All right, Mark, what is your favorite drill? We normally ask this for diving, but go ahead and give us your favorite drill for swimming or diving.
0: You know, and, and I won't even say a favorite drill. I like progressions. I like oh, things gosh. where you like, Start with something really basic that everyone can do. And then you add a little and add a little and add a little and you build that muscle memory. And I think that applies for swimming and diving. Yep, um, yep. I, I love progressions.
1: Yeah. I love that too. All right. Best advice given and or received.
0: Um, be yourself. Be yourself. Perfect. Yourself is good enough. And if you should be comfortable with that.
1: Perfect. Who would you like to hear us interview next?
0: I want to say Brett Beecher, man. I, I, yeah, yes, one. I think beach is full of wisdom, even more than he knows. Um, he and I, um, are two peas in a pod on a pool deck. Um, so I'm going to say Beecher.
1: Get right.
0: Beecher on here. Um, I want to hear what he's got to say. That'd All be a right.
1: blast. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. All right. And then last question for you is what question are we not asking that we should be?
0: I don't know. You guys have some really good questions. Um, boy, I don't know. I think we hit the one that I think I want everyone to ask is how do we, we make swimming or diving better in the state? How do we build Hmm. that out, right? Like, I feel like I talk to a lot of people that want to, but no one who steps up and says, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, let's get past the want to, even if it means working with swimmers occasionally. Um, And let's find a way to build this up, right? Let's get the facilities better. Let's make it not a rarity to find a three meter board out there. Let's not make it the you, the only place I can find a platform. Um, let's not have a a centralized group of coaches in the twin cities for the most part that are there uh, to help build diving. That's it. Right. If I'm looking for a diving club, I got two choices basically. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Right. How, How do we tether gymnastics and diving together better instead of make it adversarial where they think you're stealing all their gymnasts. Right. Yeah. Gymnastics might not be the right route for everybody. Maybe diving's a way they can stay active and keep doing some of the same skills, but find something yep. they love more. We're not stealing people. Yep. we just want to give them options. Like, yeah. yep. So I guess that's where I sit. Is how do we make it better? How do we make it uh, more visible? How do we do it together?
2: That's, that's a big perfect. passion
0: of mine too.
2: And, and I, I've said this before on the podcast, but uh, I'm actually stepping away as the girls coach. I'm no longer going to coach the girls. I'm going to continue to, coach the boys for maybe a couple more years but um the goal with that extra time is just to be a resource to the diving community you know i hope to officiate some of the bigger meets and help the coaches with judging and scoring i hope to you know maybe travel to a couple of dual meets here and there or even a practice here and there and just you know be that resource for this up north community for those that don't know alexandria is about two and a half hours north of the twin cities and Mark mentioned, the Twin Cities is kind of that hub. There's so many different schools, so many different great coaches where once you get, you know, above St. Cloud, Minnesota, which is an hour kind of right in the middle, there's not much up here. And I would like to just start to kind of play with that and, and be a resource.
0: Absolutely. And however we can help, count us in because uh, we're about growing. Yeah, we are Swim and Vibe but that's because vibe sounded cooler than dive (laughs) Uh, and I I didn't want to get confused uh, with the you. But yeah, I mean, you're our brethren here and we want to help promote uh, both sides, the deep pool and the shallow one.
1: Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Mark, it's very obvious why Aaron always speaks highly of you and why he was so excited for this. Cause it was really cool. Just getting to hear your story, hearing what you're doing for the sport up there in Minnesota. And I feel sure that's going to have ripple ripple effect kind of outside of Minnesota as well. Um, I just can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Um, before we go, um, just a reminder, June 7th to the 9th for that clinic. We'll have more information coming out on social media. But again, Mark, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. It was a pleasure to finally get to meet you.
0: Yeah, pleasure talking to you guys and uh, appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, of course. So if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram.
0: We are
2: at The Diving Pod. Our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. Another sponsor, shout out to Cowing Robards. That's my family's business. We do custom screen printing and embroidery, uh, specifically for teams a lot. So if you want to check out an online team, just go to divingpod.itemorder.com. That is our online site. Just enter dive pod at checkout. If you want to get yourself hooked up with a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat, anything you'd like there, that coupon gets me paying for your shipping. So we'll take care of you on that. But uh Mark, thank you again. A true pleasure. Uh, it's always fun to, to, you know, talk about that shallow end of the swimming pool. And um, I just enjoyed every moment.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Heath. Thank you, Aaron, for having me on.
2: Very good. All right. We'll see you next time.